0: you're listening to first city forum 97.5 fm Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and it is Monday, ladies and gentlemen. So we have uh, Dave Steering calling from the governor's office. Uh, I'm sorry, for one one second, I have to shout out our sponsors. Uh, the show is sponsored by uh, Providence Properties and Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. We have to pay those bills, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so Dave, how's it going today? Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday. Uh, And we also have in the studio Austin Otis on Unofficial Business. Just here for some social commentary and different things like that. I'm very, very excited. Uh, So, Dave, we have a few... Well, first of all, how was your weekend?
1: Well, uh, it, it was cold, so uh, I'm, I'm glad I, I got my snowblower out, my lawnmower put away, because it appears that minus 30 temperatures, uh, or 30 and below, are going to be with us for a while, so Wait, is, uh, we've got that going on.
0: You guys have minus 30 temperatures already? No, 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 uh, no uh, under 30 degrees, I'm sorry. I was going to say, Jesus Christ, Anchorage is not playing around. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had a pretty spectacular Weekend as well. Uh, uh, First City Players is putting on a uh, a showing of Pippin. There are community theater, and they are doing a fantastic job. Niles Corporon is hilarious. Tora Zamora's voice is angelic. We love it. So make sure you guys go out and see Pippin this weekend. Uh, it is the last weekend, I believe. Uh, Friday and Saturday, and then the matinee on Sunday. So make sure you check that out. It's a really good time. Um, but Dave, we have a few little pieces of news going on in Anchorage right now. We have a lawsuit.
1: Yeah, so the the state of Alaska uh last week joined uh, a lawsuit with uh several other states, I don't know, 20 some, 30 some states. I, I can never remember for sure. And uh those those states uh basically what what you've seen over the past several months uh is federal government telling local jurisdictions, telling businesses how they can and can't operate their business. Mm. And this is in light of nationally, you either have about 80 to 85 percent of the population's already been vaccinated or has had COVID or a combination of the two and usually what happens when the federal government does something it's big it's clunky and it it operates from a presumption that they know best and i mean if you wanted to count federal boondoggles on your your fingers and toes uh you'd run out of fingers and toes
0: like a bull in a in a china shop
1: yeah yeah so uh, you know we we've we've been uh fairly aggressive in our uh, vaccination protocols vaccinating uh you know, Alaskans—not just in that uh, at-risk uh, level—but we were the first state in the country to open it up for uh, adults 18 and over. Uh, we we even offered uh, when when the Canadians had uh, concerns about cruise ships docking at their ports during this past cruise season, we offered to provide uh, those uh, border towns or port towns with vaccinations, uh, and, and and that was that was us asking. Yes. You know, we we've asked uh, and and telling as as we've seen uh, across the state, across the country. No, no matter what your view is, I mean, I've, I'm I'm vaccinated. I've been vaccinated for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I I find it intrusive when uh, I, I see uh, people on social media or, frankly, in government tell tell Alaskans, tell American citizens well, we know what's best for you, so you're going to do this. And everybody said, well, you know, Dave, it's COVID, it's a pandemic, blah, blah, blah. What is the check
0: after COVID? Exactly.
1: What is the the next thing? And, and it is it is convenient tyranny that I I think you can point to uh, both with, with with our lawsuit and other states. I mean Florida has some of the the, uh, the the higher vaccination rates in in the country. They're suing and they lead the nation in lowest daily case count. Mm. So they've done it. our our management system has been roughly the same as, as theirs. And and you know we've seen states that have some of the highest highest vaccination rates uh... delaware connecticut and others and it is all from the cdc website i'm not pulling numbers out but those those states also have red band level of cases occurring so the, to say that if you get double vaxxed or, or quadruple vaxxed if you look at israel and you still have high case counts it, it is it is this this sort of convenient tyranny that that frankly is ineffective in combating uh covid so we've joined other states in raising concerns and want to put that power back frankly in places like Ketchikan and Sitka and Anchorage and uh with business owners
0: i mean and, and... And definitely, this this is definitely a, a Pandora's box. You know, once you allow government to tell you that it can do whatever it wants with your body, in one context, what's well, to stop the the next thing? As you said b- b- before, this is very important, and uh, and I'm happy to to know, and I'm sure Alaskans are happy happy to know that the state is definitely on their side as far as not not allowing this just to go lying down. Um, do we have anything else from Anchorage, Dave?
1: No, no, uh, that that's about it. That's the big news. Um, and I'm all out of Halloween candy at my house and at the office, so <laughs> I, I can start to shed those pounds any minute now.
0: Oh, you know what? The, the holidays are coming. Just leave them on because more are coming. <laughs> 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 well, thank you, Dave. I look forward to our phone call every Monday. Uh, thank you so much, and i uh, will talk to you next week. Talk with you next week, Joe. Cheers. Bye-bye. So Austin, how do you feel about Dave Stewart? I love Dave Stewart. Let's
2: start shifting gears. Yeah, let's, let's
0: get Let's start right shifting gears it. just a little bit. So we have Austin Otis in the studio on Unofficial Business. Uh, we're just going to talk about some current events going on in the world and in our community. So I want to uh, get into what's going on right here in Ketchikan first. So we have a few different things that are happening just uh, just around that would directly affect us here and our cruise ship seasons and different things going on but first how are you
2: doing good joe it's good to be uh, this is like uh current event happy hour i'm like your discount uh, <laughs> social commentary guy in town
0: here exactly i love that <laughs> and he comes just for free and just for me we love it. just we to love talk
2: and just to talk about government and current events so
0: i love that yeah. Um did you see pippin I haven't yet. I was going to check it out next week. You have to check it yeah. out. It's a really good time. Yeah, um, I was talking to Niles about it. Niles is hilarious. And you know what? It's his delivery that makes yeah. everything. He <laughs> does some really crazy stuff in that yeah, show. Yeah, I think really Bridget
2: funny. Matson is the director of it. Bridget Matson's is uh, the director. Felix is the sound um, guy, I believe. Felix is the
0: sound guy. Elizabeth Nelson is playing in the show. Uh, and her son, uh, Philip is Pippin. Oh. So oh, okay. and That's and you cool. know there's like that little bit of dynamic there and it's just really beautiful. So really spectacular shows. The first City Players has outdone themselves. Yeah, they always the do. show is so mm-hmm. a really good one.
2: Yep. All right, let's get into uh, the infrastructure bill. So yes, that happened it. on the federal level. It passed on Friday, uh, bipartisan support, and in that, I think it was over a trillion dollars in hard infrastructure, what we call like bridges, roads, water, sewer stuff that directly affects us
0: in our infrastructure
2: and what we do to day-to-day life. Now, is
0: that one trillion dollars to catch can or just no, 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 through the, throughout the
2: country? So each throughout state, the whole country. Okay. So that each state will get its own portions of money, so you have to apply for it. And mm-hmm. I think Alaska was gonna get <clears throat> a few billion dollars from that a uh, nice. trillion dollar package. But in that, what directly affects Ketchikan is over a billion dollars in the Alaska Marine Highway System investment mm-hmm. and 73 million dollars into specifically ferry construction. So why that affects Ketchikan is because we have a shipyard here. Yes. And hopefully we can apply for those monies <clears throat> and get uh, some kind of new ferry that uh, can be built here in Ketchikan. You know, we had two ferries, first ever built here, the Alaska class ferries, and hopefully that we can get another uh, ferry built to replace some of the older ones.
0: Yeah, I remember a few years ago uh, there was this big thing where uh, where some of the ferries were being de- de- decommissioned, and and yes. there are certain routes you can no longer take, certain yeah. people who couldn't who who could basically no longer travel here easily, mm-hmm. uh, just yeah. because those ferries were no longer available.
2: Yeah, not too long ago there was daily service to Prince Rupert, daily service, you know. That was just in the 90s, in the early 2000s. So, you know, it, it's important that we are investing in this. And to me, our highway, our hard infrastructure is our ferries. So to me, it makes sense that we would get money to have to, buy, to build ferries to the link to the actual infrastructure in Canada or in the lower 48. So.
0: Definitely, because we're on a very, well, not a very small island. We're on a very large island, but in yeah. a very small community on this island, where we have to be able to get back and forth t- to the world.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And they also, in that hard infrastructure, as a, it was a debate, but I think it, it passed, was broadband, so internet. So it's, it's funny how, you know, 200 years ago, infrastructure was trains, you know, 100 years ago, it was roads, you know, uh, or maybe 50 years ago, it was roads. Uh, and now it is internet. So internet is important to link everyone in the world together. So to me, that is hard infrastructure. So some people argue that it wasn't, but, uh, you know, it's the transmission lines that are on roads and, and across land. So, so to me, that, that's hard infrastructure. Yeah. Definitely, definitely.
0: All right, what else do we have?
2: Yeah, so we can shift into opening of the Canadian border. I just wrote, wrote yeah, yeah, Have you been to Prince Rupert you via the ferry? What
0: it is so weird. I've never been to Canada. Okay. I, which is weird because i live i'm from detroit which we have the ambassador bridge just there i've lived in port huron with the blue water bridge like I've your lived, i've neighbor. lived literally so close to canada my whole life that i could literally look and see canada
2: yeah closer than here yeah
0: <laughs> no definitely closer than here if you're downtown detroit you, you can see Windsor just literally across yeah. the uh, the uh, lake there yeah uh, yeah so
2: <laughs> yeah so i i recommend when the ferry does start going to prince rupert it seems like next spring um that you take it. It's only about a six-hour ferry ride from here. Um, you go there, maybe you can drive through Canada, go down to Washington, and then come back up. Yeah, um, that sounds
0: amazing. fun. Let's let's plan a road trip. Okay, constant, yeah. Because You know, you know, I do not like to drive. <laughs> I'm not. I am not <laughs> okay, a, a. That's right, you are not. I'm not a driver. I yeah. avoid driving like the plague.
2: Yeah. Well, it it's cool because uh, Prince Rupert's kind of like our sister city. They have about the exact same amount of population as we do, and we're only like 90 miles apart. So it, it's not that far away. But it's important that the Canadian border is, is opening because it was been closed for almost, I think, a year and a half now. Uh, so the only restrictions is Canadian citizens have to have be vaccinated to get into the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S. citizens uh, to get into Canada need to be vaccinated and a test. So... To get through the country, you have to have a test and to be vaccinated. And
0: a vaccination, you know, um, that's a big thing. I was in Nashville and I was uh, at a I was going to a hockey a hockey game and I was with a uh, Buck Carson, and mm-hmm. um and I I had the foresight to bring my uh, vax card because you know you're in Nashville it's it's, it's the South so you don't know how yeah. seriously they'll they'll yeah. take it but I brought mine just in case. Buck did not have his so he had to <laughs> he had to actually get a COVID test and I got to a slide right into that game without having <laughs> it. So make sure you you uh, you carry those vax cars whenever you travel it's pretty, yeah it's I, pretty important i nowadays.
2: noticed that in seattle when i was there a lot around the downtown area a lot of restaurants required vaccination i didn't have it on me because i didn't think about it mm-hmm. coming from here um but i was like you oh, know that makes sense so we just found a restaurant not all of them require it so yeah but i think it is smart
0: yeah i'm glad that, that the board is opening um i was talking to uh to kyle bailey and jillian pollock and they uh recently bought a boat yes and they were uh were driving the boat up from Washington yeah, and they ended up uh, some kind of crazy disaster story I'll have to have them on to talk (laughs) about this insane experience but they were in an emergency situation and they had to go to Canada Canada, and and this is when Canada was still closed so they they come in uh, US citizens going into this gas station or this place in Canada and they were literally turned away and pretty much sent to die
2: yeah yeah I, I was very frustrated with Canada so this whole uh Pandemic. I don't think they were very good neighbors to Alaska. I just didn't feel like they worked with us. Um, you know, with our cruise ship uh, issue and no. just in general, we. The only way for us to get to the United States is to either drive through another country mm-hmm. or fly. Or boat.
0: Well, the but. the interesting thing was is that when they were flying on, on Kyle and Jillian's boat, when they were flying their American flag, they received more pushback. But then ah. they switched over and they, they flew hoisted the, the Can- and then and then and then they flew the Alaskan flag ah. and then that, and then that was fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: A lot of people think we're Canadians up here, but uh. it's very interesting. And like uh, even Americans sometimes think they're in a different country when they're here. I always hear that on the uh, yeah, on the yeah. Cruise
2: ships. They, they A lot of times they try to. Uh, pay with like Canadian dollar or yeah, Canadian dollars here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Austin. So we have Austin Otis in the studio just here for some, uh, community commentary and social commentary. We're going to talk about some, uh, some current events, but we have a little bit more going on right here in our own community. What's going on?
2: Yeah. So the city, I just read on KBD, the city uh, government is looking for a new manager. Um, they had a huge, uh, retirement of a lot of their department heads. Um, and the retirement of the city manager. And now that they are looking for a new one, they have to decide. So, before the city manager was in charge of both KPU and management of the city itself. And uh, I think this Thursday they are deciding whether or not to split that. Um, the argument to not split that is that they saved a lot of money. Um, I think it was over $16 million over a certain amount of period. Um, So that will be a major discussion is do they want to divide that position or do they want to keep it combined and save the
0: city somebody? Now, what are the duties of the city manager?
2: Um, I'm not entirely sure, but just in general, city manager, usually oversees all the department heads. Um, So projects, um, economic development. uh, There's actually a lot to it. It's very broad in general. Um, the borough is the same way. Um, it's just like a division of, of structure. Usually you have an assistant, uh, a deputy manager that does other things too. So you can easy divide
0: it that way. Gotcha. Now, is that usually someone here in Ketchikan? Or, yes, or,
2: okay. absolutely. Yeah. and uh, smaller cities, um, sometimes they hire out to uh, places. Attorneys, um, they hire out. just um, smaller villages in Alaska too. Yeah, but bigger cities like
0: Ketchikan, everything is usually in-house. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, when, so is that a, a public... Vote, is that similar? um
2: Yeah, it'll be voted on, I would assume, by the council, will decide whether or not to divide that up um, or keep it the same. And then after that, they will go uh, basically headhunting for a new manager. There's firms out there that look for specific people that do that kind of job. That's a very niche job, is mm-hmm. managing a city government,
0: you know. I'd imagine it's a very stressful job. Too, yeah, especially and, in a small community where you look at everyone, everyone knows mm-hmm. you. And, yeah,
2: and nepotism can be a real thing too. Uh, you know, you know, lots of family members often work with each other, uh, uh, so you know, comp- navigating that complicated
0: minefield as well very interesting yeah. well we hope the uh, the city makes the right choice there and for for the sake of us all
2: yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so let's talk about local elections yes. it happened exactly almost a month ago uh, October 6th today's the eighth um, so for local elections we had two positions in on the borough assembly that were up for vote three uh, Three on the school board, and then two plus a mayor at the city.
0: Congratulations to yeah. all the victors.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I think on the borough side, we had Jamie Palmer and Grant Echohawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, mayor Kiefer won, Dave yes, Kiefer. Yes. Uh, on the city, we had Jay Matani and Janalee Gage. And on the school board, we had Keenan Sanderson, uh, Miss Anderson, and there was one more that I can't remember.
0: I'm not sure. I just want to yeah. say that I voted for most of those people. So I like <laughs> to be on the side of a victor, ladies and gentlemen. Yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, and uh, Stephen Bradford. That was the Stephen uh, Bradford, Yes. So, yeah, that was important. Um, it is always exciting for me because those are people that are usually part of the community or very active. And it's a lot of work. And I appreciate people that step up.
0: Yeah. I mean, anyone who wants to be a part of the city government in a, in a, in a town this small, you know, more power to you. Because sometimes this community can be unforgiving in those positions. You Absolutely. Know, there's a lot of criticism. There's a lot of responsibility that goes there. So, mm-hmm. you know, that stuff isn't easy. And, and those who want to step up and, and really take on that um, that role.
2: Yeah, and you don't it's, even it's, have to necessarily it's, it's, it's be powerful. involved directly with government. I mean, nonprofits here have, you have a huge say in what we do, you know, in the services that we provide. So you can actually... I would say have a bigger voice if you're on a nonprofit board or like a director of a nonprofit, you have a lot of sway in the community. Um, and some other things that were on the local ballot the field bond, uh, which is about a six and a half million dollar project for uh, the fields at Schoenbar, mm. and it's going to be completely redesigned. Um, there were some other fields, Houtling was going to be redesigned. Uh, so, yeah, that's a huge project uh, for the community. You know, it, it's cool when we invest in things like parks and um, sports fields and stuff like that because it directly benefits our recreational value and our own, you know, standard of living in the community.
0: Definitely. And and when you give something for the younger people to do because, you, you know— in this town, there aren't a lot of things for the younger people to do. I Correct. feel you know there. Yeah. You can go on hikes, and you can do the different things like that. But you need things for younger people to to, to be involved in to keep them away from the ever-growing drug pandemic happening in this community and around yeah. the world, Um and just different things like that. So that's definitely a worthwhile in- investment. And I also saw um, the it was passed the increase on the cannabis tax.
2: Yes, so that was extended. I think. Indefinitely or another five years. Well, before it was extended for five years. So once the legalization happened, they did a local tax, I think 5%, 5 or 6%. That was just local funds. Maybe. yeah. yeah. Um, so what we voted on was to extend that to keep
0: that tax um, – you know, locally. And okay, so so it did not increase the tax? No, it just extended, extended okay, it. I think gotcha.
2: either for another five years or indefinitely until we review it
0: again. I can't gotcha, remember. Gosh, I see. Yeah. I, I thought it increased the no, tax. No, no, no,
2: it just extended it from what it originally was when I think we... 2017, 2017. When, we, when we legalized marijuana? Well, I
0: think it was 2014 was when it was legalized. A first yeah. shop opened in Seventeen. 17. Which, okay. was, which was the Stony Moose. Thing, yeah, so believe.
2: they had set a sunset clause, which meaning it ended at a specific date that taxed it, to review it to see, oh, do we need to increase it? Do we need to keep the same? Do we like it? We, you know? so, um, so they kind of set themselves up to review. But, Very nice. Yeah, and, and, some, and taxes like that. And... Specifically, very specific taxes like marijuana uh,
0: are good to review every few years. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you just never know what's going to happen, especially with it being such a new industry coming right out of over almost 100 years of prohibition.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a, a strange mindset to change from generation. Like, I can't imagine the generations before where, you know, alcohol was suddenly illegal. You know, mm-hmm. to me, that's just, it, it's unfathomable to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then and now it's just regular, you know. It, it's, yeah. it's very well Regulated, you you know, you need to be twenty one. You have to get your mm-hmm. your, your license and things. Just it's, it's just a part of the, the uh, culture. Absolutely, yeah. And I and I think that's where we're going with uh, cannabis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, was that all we had for the community? And yeah, the yeah, news? that's all I had
2: for uh, local. Stuff. So
0: I want to talk about a little bit of I don't know entertainment news, the things that are going on uh, around the world. Now I don't know how many people in Ketchikan know who Travis Scott is. <laughs> <laughs> I had only heard a few of his songs, but then I heard the
2: recent event that you know what's
0: about. funny I actually have no idea I know mode, right? I know who Travis Scott is but I've <laughs> never really and I'm sure I've heard a Travis Scott song but I've yeah. never consciously or purposely listened to a Travis Scott song yeah. I know he's like Kylie Jenner's baby daddy or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that which I barely know anything about <laughs> that. Hollywood that but, gossip there, but yeah. what I do know is that recently um at least eight people died at his concert yeah. so I'm, I'm hearing that Travis Scott is a bit of a, of a wild card as far as uh in his concerts, he encourages his fans to kind of jump the gates and just mm-hmm. kind of sneak in and to and to overfill his venues. So he was uh, so he created a festival called Astroworld, and um and recently he basically overfilled the the venue and there was a big crush where people were literally crushed to crushed to to death by the sheer volume of other concert goers at his show and, and eight people died. He's being sued. Drake's being sued. Uh, um, live, what uh, was uh Live Nation's being sued. The uh, yeah. the uh, ticket venue. Um, yeah. A lot. I of saw the, some
2: videos from that. It was absolutely insanity. It looked insane.
0: Like, yeah. Just like
2: getting into the event, people were like running through metal detectors, and it was just it was crazy insanity.
0: People packed yeah. beyond shoulder to shoulder. I mean, packed so tightly you literally couldn't put your arms down if you were standing yeah. next to, next to someone. And and I want to talk a little bit about that as far as like. What that means as far as regulations, like yeah. uh, like how, how how does something like that happen?
2: Yeah, I mean, capacity limits are a real thing, especially in buildings. You know, when you build a building, there's certain codes that you need, uh, capacity limits. And I, I would assume that there's capacity limits at concerts, right? Mm-hmm. Either at seats or like square footage. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's very important that we have those kinds of regulations so things like this don't happen.
0: And it's very interesting too, in a time of COVID that, you um, that we would have people, I mean, I think we're, we're beyond the whole six feet distance thing. Absolutely, but, yeah. but to be mm-hmm. so packed in that you literally can't put your arms down if you're next to, to, Ridiculous. Uh, to another person just seems insane yeah. so so we'll we'll see what goes on with that but i want to talk a little bit about daylight savings time yes where so so i'm always confused so daylight savings time it starts in the spring and it ends in november correct okay so uh
2: so to catch up with the light here i believe yes we have to set the clock back one
0: hour yeah I believe. yeah and, and, and so I am I was reading okay. this morning that apparently Daylight Saving Time is driving people insane. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell. I'm not
2: sure if other countries do it. I think you know, we're the only one.
0: There are certain countries that, that I think do it. There are even certain states, states. in this country that mm-hmm. don't do it. I think
2: like, Matt but, didn't do it for a very long yeah, time. Arizona and they were, doesn't do they it. Were, they were on Seattle time for a brief short of the... <laughs> Of the year, and then they came back. But I think they may have switched back. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's, very, it's a very strange thing. And you know what? I was looking at where daylight savings time even comes from. Um, it, it, so they say that it, that it's, that one of its biggest supporters is big business. Oh, it's because it's the the report said that when that the the idea behind it is that if you give workers more daylight as they're getting off of work, mm-hmm. they're more likely to go and shop. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. I yeah. thought that was really weird, but the, the beginnings of daylight savings time, I believe, is for uh, farmers and different farmers. things like yep. that. It's Like if you go back to the very roots of daylight savings time, but the reason why it's still around to, around today, because obviously that's not really a good reason to yeah. still have it. <laughs> it goes into into big business and different things like that. Yeah, but me. it's apparently driving people insane. It's throwing off circadian rhythms. It's is adding to seasonal depression yeah. and different things like that. And, and you know, it, when when you go from having a certain amount of sleep and then time just changes it's it's confusing i know this week i have been a little thrown off like yesterday my day it just felt a little strange
2: longer yeah i work evenings and often in alaska is dark at like three or four o'clock so it really throws off my schedule when, it, when you're an hour, uh, we're ahead now,
0: right? We're ahead now, so it gets yeah. dark a little bit earlier. Earlier,
2: So yeah, that really throws me off.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it just makes everything a little more confusing, a little more uncomfortable. I don't like it.
2: Yeah, yeah, speaking of that, how are you uh, fighting seasonal depression?
0: You know what, I like to get out and I like to run at least three times a week. I yep. go to the gym every day. So yep. I get out and I do a lot of walking, get a lot of fresh air. I catch some sunlight if it's out there. So I try and... For at least thirty minutes to an hour every day, just getting out there and just Absolutely. catching some of that light.
2: Yeah, I usually get my rec center pass from October to about March or April. Uh-huh. And I go there and I run, just like you know, mile and a half, two miles. I go to sauna, and I just feel like a ray of sunshine afterwards, and it really does help me get through my day.
0: It changes a lot of things. I so I don't usually um, deal with seasonal de- seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm from Detroit too, though. So, yeah, you and so a brutal and winters there. Yeah. The winters in Detroit are horrific. Yeah. So here it's real actually pretty nice i enjoy the um the uh the colder seasons here yeah it's, it's not as cold it does get dark a lot sooner but i can usually get out there and and enjoy yeah. a little bit of the of the sunshine i can still run and mm-hmm. do all that stuff so that's kind of how i fight it just staying active and staying um staying present and then i do a lot of events i uh, yeah. I, I like to really up the events that i that i would do like my uh my 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 catchiversary every february yep Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't do it last year, but I'm hoping yeah, we'll I'm year. hoping we can definitely do it th- this year, and I'm hoping it can it can make up for the for the lack of one last year. Yeah, so just keeping yourself busy, keeping myself busy. Yeah, yeah. Keep, like, keeping just things care. going. I think. It's easy just to kind of stay in your house and get into hibernation mode where you're not seeing a lot of people, not doing a lot of things. But I think it's really important just to get out and just um, experience some things, and yeah. that'll that'll keep you keep your mind occupied because the winter it's long, but it ends. It ends. It ends. And it gets
2: nice in spring. We have beautiful nice. Aprils here. Oh yes, April
0: is yeah. beautiful, and then yeah. the summers are very long. Like the yes. the uh, the days, and the, I'm always amazed at the what 18, 19 hours of sunlight. Yes. It's yep. it's insane, and and now How that stuff you can get done. <laughs> now that gets a little uh, weird for me because it, it makes it really hard to sleep. It's, I'm very much so, even if I have the, the blackout curtains, the energy of the sun just gets me up. I just I you can't. You can see I can't through the cracks,
2: through you know it's what there. I mean. <laughs> I can
0: I can feel. It. I just can't sleep through it. But anyways, uh, that's a little that's our little bit on daylight savings time. Mean, now mm-hmm. before we head out, I want to talk mm-hmm. about. Cryptocurrency ah. and and where that's going and how that's affecting the uh, world. Uh, Bitcoin just reached its all time high of sixty seven thousand two hundred sixty three dollars and sixty one cents. Are you invested? I'm not invested in Bitcoin. You I'm know what? I'm not either. You know what? It's fascinating to me. But I, I'm not invested. I should have been. You know, when Bitcoin had that big crash and it dropped down to I think twenty some odd yep. thousand dollars, I should have snatched That's, it up right man, there. Me too. I should have snatched it up right there. Um, I, I, most people know who, who follow me on on uh, social media and things know that I was in on Dogecoin super early. Yes. Yeah. And that was
2: I was following going. that, but I, 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 to me, that you know what penny stocks are. Uh huh. It uh-huh. kind of seemed like a penny stock.
0: Well, that's how Bitcoin started. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I, remember when when Bitcoin was only cents, and uh, mm-hmm. and I remember when Bitcoin reached twenty dollars. <laughs> twenty dollars. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty Can fresh. Can you imagine? I was pretty fresh yeah. out of high school, <laughs> and I remember a friend of mine posting, "Oh, Bitcoin hit twenty dollars. I'm such an idiot. I should have invested. Blah 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 blah. It's too late now. It's too late now." And that was at twenty dollars, and now mind you, we're at sixty seven thousand at this point, yeah. and only increasing. I mean, it's coming out of a out of a big lulls. and I'm pretty sure it's going to hit a hundred thousand.
2: It'd be like those people that invested in Apple in the nineteen eighties, you know, what and I mean? held onto their stock for thirty years. You, you know? know what I mean? And now, and now you're
0: millionaires. <laughs> you know, there, there's so many Bitcoin millionaires, so many really young people who were using bitcoins to buy things on the on the uh, cyber black market. Yep, uh, I, that's I what kind of gives it a bad rap a little that's bit. That's what a lot gives people. It, that's Don't what, trust it, right? That's what gives that, right? it a uh, a better at the uh, Silk Road where Bitcoin was used for all kinds of things mm-hmm. before before it was more legitimized. It is legitimized for sure absolutely um, now. Uh, but yeah, there are kids who had maybe even I know someone personally who had 6 Bitcoin left from from buying things back in college mm-hmm. and now he has hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> and, and then mind you this only cost I'm like 20 bucks. Yeah. For these like six coins.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Crazy. people don't understand or don't. They they're still invested in like traditional stocks. Like I have, mm. I have my stock portfolio, and yes. I add money to it. And to me, that's more tangible
0: than something out there as in a coin based. You know? Definitely, definitely. But yeah. th- that's that's changing. It you is. You know, yeah. um, uh, stocks. You know, I find that culture informs most you know what I mean uh, as the mm-hmm. generations grow and as the different uh, as kids who are younger are, are investing in these different things it's sort of like like a push-pop it pushes out those old old values and it brings in what's new yeah. um, and so other uh, uh, commodities definitely have its value I have my my um, very amateur trading uh <laughs> trading por- portfolio but I definitely have my crypto in there because yeah. that's what the new wave is doing to, is going to be mm-hmm. in 20-30 years that's mm-hmm. what people are going to be trading
2: yeah I have a I don't I don't have any interest in investment, so I give it to an investor every year, and he does does it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. If, do you, you personally invest yourself, or do you have an investor? Or
0: I do it all. I'm all myself. Do I am not working with with enough for a for an investor yet. I did yeah. make a big killing on uh, on Dogecoin because I was. I follow a lot of Discord groups and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So when um Dogecoin had its first big boom, I, would, mm-hmm. I I just happened to have been home. Yeah. You know, it was funny enough. Uh, I had a gig. Uh, It was New Year. I had a show that I had to cancel because yeah. uh, a co-worker of mine contracted COVID cool. and I was exposed so I literally had to cancel my gig day of and I, and I had like three gigs that weekend yeah. and so I'm thinking oh I just lost out on like $1,500 yeah. I'm furious blah 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 so then I'm sitting at home sulking in my own <laughs> pity and misery and um, and I get a notification from my discord group buy Dogecoin yeah. and so I, I'm like Dogecoin I, I've, I've heard of Dogecoin for years it's, yeah. it's, it's been around for like twelve years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked at it and I said, Okay, well there seems to be something going on. So I put a hundred bucks in there. Boom. Crazy,
2: yeah. I remember following you on Facebook uh, during that when we were locked down for a few weeks and watching you invest. And crazy. About it. I mean,
0: I, I haven't cashed <laughs> out any of my Dogecoin, which I wish I would have when Elon went on Saturday Night Live. But at one point, it was like like almost thirty thousand dollars from like a hundred dollar investments. Crazy. Oh my God. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> um. But yeah. So that's. I think that's definitely the new wave. And and you know, crypto. I don't know, it's something to, to look into.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, and if you ever think about investing with local investors here, when you get the uh, amount of money, mm-hmm. let me know, I know, there's some really great people yeah, in Yeah, you
0: were telling me about some cool people. who. Uh, mm-hmm. who I let's, use let's Aaron shout.
2: Reeve down at uh, Raymond James, but there's also Edward Jones. Um, these are just big, bigger names. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the companies and there's a few other local ones too so very nice and they're great uh they they're very knowledgeable in the field that they do and i said here's my money at the end of the year you figure it out you figure and i always get a good return so i love that (laughs) i'm gonna
0: have to just uh just cash out uh, cash a little bit of that uh yeah usually a
2: minimum investment with them is around five thousand dollars i like um so and then you know at a pretty decent return on that
0: you know, I'll have to check that out. Well, Austin, I want to thank you for coming in yeah, on this Monday. Thank so you Austin that. Otis is going to join us the second Monday of every month just for some social commentary, uh, local and uh Abroad. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming in. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the First City Forum. If you are listening to the show and you'd like to be a part, if you have a, an opinion on, on a topic, if you're an organization who wants to uh, to spread your message out to the community, please email me at firstcityforum at stations.com. That is firstcityforum at stations.com, And we'll gladly get you on the show. We have spots open all the time. Um, tomorrow, who do I have Tomorrow tomorrow I have art talk with Liza Lee Ooh. you know Liza uh, she is a friend of mine she has a degree in art history and we just started this segment last Thursday so but uh, her her time will be every Tuesday uh, she she'll come on and break down different famous pieces of art throughout the world and give us the um, the, uh, the 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 um, Easter eggs
2: that, of, that's cool you know, I've never uh, I I appreciate art but I don't understand it you know I've been to yeah. like these amazing art museums in Washington DC and Boston I, I I can see it. It looks amazing. I just don't know any background.
0: Yeah, so it. so Liza is, is going to help us out with that very thing. So I'm very excited to have her on tomorrow. And I want to thank you guys for for tuning in to the first City Forum. Um, oh, you know what? We have that radio promotion. The um the uh the the. The Passport to Puerto Vallarta. I'm not sure where it is right now, though. I should have found that out before this show. I will come on tomorrow, and I'll tell you exactly where to find that Passport to Puerto Vallarta. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this show is brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams. I'm heading to the rec center. I need to go and lift. It's chest day. Yes, you do. It's time to do it. Bye-bye, guys.